Yo! What up, everybody? Welcome to I Got Next with your boy Wes. This is going to be a very, very special episode, everybody. We're going to have uh, my dad on today, and we're going to be talking about some hoops history. So this is the most brilliant basketball mind I've ever come into contact with, so this should be very special. Uh, you might get some good insight, probably some things... You never thought of before, maybe some things you never heard. So this should be a special treat. But first, let's do a week recap. Not a week recap, because it's about to be real hard, real hard, but the seven days recap of the NBA. Because uh it's back, baby. So the first two games on Tuesday, we had Philly and Boston. I said Philly was gonna get smacked. They got smacked. 105 to 87. Jason Tatum is a dog, 23 points. Gordon Hayward had like 10 points in his return. That was cool. Philly was looking pretty good until the second half, and Ben Simmons not shooting. It looked like it's going to affect the team, or at least against the Celtics. So they got to figure that one out. OKC versus Golden State Warriors. Uh, way closer than I thought it was going to be, but Golden State pulled out 108-100. Curry smashed the competition, looking like he wanted to be MVP this year. 32 points, 9 assists. KD had 27 points. So they were looking real good. Easy street, like we thought. So uh, what else we got? On t- Wednesday? Wednesday, we had Cleveland and the Raptors. And that one was not that close. It was not that close. Uh, I thought Kevin Love was going to do a little bit more. Then what he did, he got his like numbers he gets when he's with LeBron. What do you have? Twenty one points, and I don't even think he had a double double. He had twenty one and seven rebounds. So yeah, I'm expecting at least twenty five and ten. So K Love, you got to come harder than that. Kawhi Leonard was looking good in his return. Twenty four points, twelve rebounds. Uh oh, could be scary. Could be scary. Could be very scary. Those braids look like it's not too tight, not cutting off the circulation. He is killing these folks. So Cleveland, try harder. Good job, Toronto. Uh, another game that was on Wednesday is New Orleans Pelicans versus Houston Rockets. Anthony Davis, yeesh, killing them boys. 32 points, 16 rebounds, 8 assists. Made Houston look stupid all game. Made them look dumb all game. I didn't see that happening at all. So, uh, yeah, AD... Good for you, man. That's how you pop off the uh, opener. Next game, we got San Antonio Spurs versus the Timberwolves. And that was a doozy. We get to see A. Wiggins' cat and Jimmy ugh, play together. And it really wasn't that bad except for cat fouling out in 22 minutes. That kind of sucks, you know what I'm saying? If you just got paid all that money, I would expect you not to foul out first game, 22 minutes. That's kind of weird. So they might have won if he would have played the whole game, but DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge went ham on them boys and kind of closed that one out, 108 to 112. Good for you guys. Good for you. Stick it to them. Who else we got on Wednesday? We've got the Dallas Mavericks versus... 
good old-fashioned Phoenix Suns, man. My team, and we smacked them boys handily, 21 points, made them get off the sticks. Luka Doncic was looking good, just looking a little rusty like he couldn't hit shots, but he was getting to his spots, making nice passes. He's going to be a stud. I know he is. Uh, DeAndre Ayton is going to be Rookie of the Year, plain and simple. It looked just way too easy, just so composed. He just looked really good. He's He might need to work on his cardio, but you're a rookie. That's to be... That's to be expected, but he had a great, great first game. Good rookie debut. Good rookie debut. Debut. Uh, how many points did he have? I think he had a double double. I believe he had a double double. He had uh, eighteen points and ten rebounds. Yeah, good double double. Devin Booker. I mean, what can you say, man? He's trying to make an All Star team. Thirty five points and the dub in your first game back when he was supposed to play. Good for you, my guy. Good for you. So, um, next day is Thursday, and we got the Chicago Bulls versus 76ers. 76ers came back, bounced back from the loss from the Celtics, and beat the Bulls very easily. Ben Simmons had the first triple-double of the season. Well, had his first triple-double of the season. Expect many more from that guy. Uh, same day, though, we had Los Angeles versus the Trailblazers, and LeBron's first game as a Laker. What do you think happened? A nine-point loss. Uh, the team looked good. Everybody was still kind of trying to figure out how to play with each other, but everybody looked really, really good. LeBron had 26 and 12 rebounds in his debut, but yeah, he hasn't had to see Dame time in the regular season, so he's not too familiar with that. And Dame time showed him. So uh, good for you, buddy. Trailblazers won it. And the next day would be Friday. We got Boston and Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors beat the Boston Celtics. Didn't really want that to happen. Um, must have heard me saying that Boston was easily going to be the best team in the East. Kawhi Leonard might have something to say about that. I think he might have uh, 31 things to say about that and 10 rebounds. This guy, man. Yeesh. Yeesh. Still are the third best player in the world. Might be second. And that same day. Who else was playing that day? On a Friday. Sorry, folks, I'm a little unorganized right now. Uh, oh, yeah, Golden State and Utah Jazz. And Utah Jazz were looking like they were supposed to be there. They had no fear. As if, you would, if you were looking at the game, you would think that the Golden State Warriors didn't just win a championship. Utah Jazz had no fear, man. They were looking good all game. They had Golden State's number. But, you know, Jarebko, nobody wanted to box out. He tipped it in with .3 seconds left, won the game for him. How about that, man? They didn't want you. Now look at you. You winning games. Shouts out to Repco, man. Good win, Golden State. But great game, Utah Jazz. I see you guys. I might have been wrong about not having you guys in the playoffs. Look at that. And that leaves us with Saturday. I'm just going to go over the Boston Celtics versus the New York Knicks. Celtics, come on, man. You guys almost lost to the Knicks. by only won by two. You had to have the second year, man. Pull it out for you guys again. Jason Tatum, 24 points, 14 rebounds. I don't know if you guys noticed, he was looking Kyrie Irving off at the end. And uh, <laughs> Kyrie doesn't look too happy about that. That's not that cool. But hey, you hit the go-ahead bucket, whatever, all's forgiven. And then, bum 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 we've got Rockets, Lakers, and a doozy, a slobber knocker. Oh, yeah. Should have had JR commentating that game, boy. You know, but who cares what was happening before the fight, man. The Lakers were just losing. It was going kind of not back and forth, but they were trying to close the gap. And the Houston Rockets were just too much for them. 
too much of a team. They've been playing with each other for a year already, so they already know what to expect. But you see uh, Brandon Ingram feeling a little spicy out there, pushing J- James Harden, and then Rondo and CP3 getting into it, throwing some blows, you know what I'm saying? Good little fight. Good little fight. Remind me of the 80s out there, even though I'm not from the 80s. But from the tape I've seen, it looked good. Give me more of that. I want it. Let him scrap it out and go back to the bench, cool off. Who cares? But, yeah, Lakers got smacked. And they're down 0-2 this season. Not looking good right now, but very early. These boys will figure it out. Uh, I like the fire. I love the fire. So we're going to be good, Laker Nation. No worries. And that concludes our weak wrap-up, our strong wrap-up of the NBA. Please enjoy this little interview that I got with my pops. I think it was a real good one. We had fun talking. I hope you guys have fun listening. So with, uh, with nothing else, let's get it. Yo. Hi, you see where I did it from, everybody? What's up, big guy? What's going on, son? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How you feeling? Hey, man. You know, I'm good. I'm alive. Everything's good. There we go. That's all you can ask for. So, me and you, we talk a bunch of basketball, man. You're the one that introduced me to the game. You know, it was a huge part of your life, so much so that somehow it got into your DNA and trickled down to your two kids. Absolutely. So... You know, we like, of course, we watch a lot of basketball, so that means we talk a bunch of basketball. We talk a bunch of hoops, probably since me and Max could first start talking. Yeah. And um, what do you we, – we've, we've come up with a lot of different things. We have a lot of debates, and we don't always see eye to eye. And that's, I think, mostly because uh, we're from two different generations. Yeah. So, you know, I'm thinking one thing about basketball, and, you know, you understand where I'm coming from, but you can see it from a whole nother perspective. Because you see how the basketball that I enjoy, you see how that turned into itself. Yeah. You know, you can remember what it was before it turned into that. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure you probably saw some things around the corner, you know, maybe back in your heyday, maybe when you were an adult. You probably saw some little telltale signs that, okay, this game is about to really change. Yeah. You think you can kind of break down some of those contribu- contributing factors to maybe why the game is so different from – the 70s, 80s, 90s to now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I can expand on some of that. And it, and it, has, it has. It's changed a whole lot, but yet it's, it's, it's stayed the same. You know, now, I'm sure, you know, that, um, you know, when Dr. Naismith, when he nailed that peach basket 10 feet above the gym floor, they, he wasn't taking it into account. He wasn't even taking it into account dribbling because all they done was, you know, just pass the ball, pass the ball get the ball, you pass it, and then mm-hmm. you low scores and stuff. He had no clue that, you know, basketball would look the way that it looks now. If he were to come back and see this, he wouldn't even think it was basketball. Wouldn't know. He started with football players. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, from that perspective, it probably for somebody like him, it would look like really, really, really different. Um, it's different in my eyes as far as uh, a few things. Um you know, if I had to to pick, I would say I, there was probably four things that, um, to me, that that kind of started changing the uh, from the early parts of basketball when they were playing it up until like maybe the end of the '60s. See, I was fortunate because um, you know I was in high school during the '70s. Okay. So to me, you know, that was the beginning of the modern era, just in my mind. Because, um, you know, 
things like uh, when they embraced the slam dunk, for instance. Okay, so t- so talk about that. What do you mean the slam dunk? They weren't always dunking. No, for people who not for, for people who weren't always you know big basketball fans. Right, right. You know, and you know a lot of times they 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 couldn't dunk because you know people like Kareem, you know, when they were at UCLA and everything, and uh, they, they just felt that it was just. I guess it was almost like disrespectful. It was almost like kind of to me. It was like. You know, even though I was young, it, it seemed as if that okay, you can't dunk. You know, he, he was, you know, he was had the sky hook even back then. He was just finger mm-hmm. popping it in <laughs> and stuff. And it was just like it was just no dunking. It was just like just one of those things where it just kind of a gentleman's rule would seem like. Okay, so it was the culture, huh? Yeah, it was, I guess the culture around it was like dunking is disrespectful. Yeah, I, I, you know that kind of show showboating, like you're in your face, like all that. You know what I mean? You know, you come under that kind of category. Mm. Um, I wonder why that is. You think that's probably because the majority of people back then couldn't just dunk at will? Um, you think maybe there was like an athletic yeah, thing? That full advantage of you know you wouldn't you know seven footers back then were like unheard of. You know, yeah, real you know, unicorns. Will and all them, dude, that's when he used to finger roll and stuff, you know. And uh, you know, he just he just it just wasn't just wasn't doing it. Um I I kinda I'll expand on that a little bit further down the line, um, I think. But I wanted to also uh point out that I thought that the uh that the three point shot was another one and I just go down to four that I that I that I had, you know, listed that I thought that kind of made the difference. Okay. Um, Obviously, uh, you know, the salary escalation, you know, that always comes into play when they, you know, they was making peanuts back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, compared to what they're making now, it's just, you know, it's it's incredible, man. You know, I, I had some friends that played in the NBA that was, you know, really tight with one of my best friends, Wes Matthews. You know, I can remember when he signed uh, with the Bullets back in the um, mid-70s. And, you know, he... He was making two hundred twenty five thousand dollars. He was like, "What?" We thought he was rich. He was like, "Man, are you kidding me?" He was like, <laughs> "He was rich back like, then." He was like, "Man, we could." He went and brought two Benzes. <laughs> you know, we was like, yeah, "He brought a four door and a two door." We gonna drop one off at the house, and then we are gonna ride on it. He got like, you know, five grand in the pocket. We got man, two hundred twenty living. It's like you got to be kidding me. You know, and I often talk to him about it too. You know, and they, you know, it's just. And you can hear some of the other old, you know, players when they talk about how, you know, I guess timing is everything, and you know, you know, they just they're making they're making money, you know, so much money now that it's life changing. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. I think that's that might be a, a much bigger factor than people are thinking because yeah. that not that not only affects the play on the court, but that's gonna affect out off the court things now too. Right. I mean, you got you, you know, you're a player back then, you know, in the off season, people like you know, insurance man, they knocking on the door, selling Amway, selling you know, uh, insurance and and that kind of stuff. Car, uh, you know, used car salesman, and you know, they had to have another job in the off season because they weren't making up, even though they were making you know good money, but it was just you know, it wasn't basketball wasn't like full time. You know, it was like yeah, nah, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's just it's just on and on and on and on. You know, like really, you know, a real short off season. But um, and then to me the fourth one was, which is really important, I thought too, was uh, how uh, these officials uh, are refereeing the games, because uh, you know they are really um, play an integral part, I think, in um, how the game is being played and how uh, what you can get away with and what you can't get away with, you know. Um, so I always expand on on some of those on some of those things. Um, 
Okay, that sounds good. I th- you want to start off with the Duncan? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought, you know, in my mind, you know, it was uh, – I, I actually, I wanted to start off probably like with the with the threes. Okay, let's start with the threes. Let's start with the threes because, um, you know, that to me was a big one in my mind because once that was implemented, you know, it was arguably probably the most exciting thing that, that had happened. Because I think it was like maybe like 1979 or so, you know, it was like the San Diego Clippers. It wasn't even the L.A. Clippers back then. <laughs> San Diego Clippers. <laughs> and, and you know, that was the first year. And, um, you know, they like shot, I think, something like as a team, they probably shot something like 540 or so threes, you know, making probably like uh, maybe three out of the three out of ten they, they was making. You know, it wasn't really a high percentage. And they weren't really even thinking about really, you know, shooting it. Um, and then you, you know, to com- do the comparison thing, you know, you if you fast forward to now, you know, you look at somebody like Steph Curry who who took seven hundred and eighty nine uh, threes attempted by himself. That's by crazy. Himself, you know, that's almost that's over two hundred more attempts than the whole team. Of San Diego Clippers did when they was back in '79 when it was first implemented, you know, and so uh, you know and he's hitting like 400 of those, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. And you know, Golden State, you know, as a team, they shot they shot over 2,500 threes last season. That's a lot of threes. Yeah, that's unheard of. My point is like I think like in 1970, like in '79. Few players really specialize in threes, you know. Uh, you know, to me, it seemed like um, um, a lot of that play was was just because of the simple fact that you know coaches, the way they coach, they look at it like if you put it this way, if you shot a three back then and you missed, and you came back down the very next play and shot another three, oh. The coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me a timeout. Wasn't no twenty second timeout either. Give me four. Give me four. Timeout. <laughs> and your ass is coming out the game. You might not get back in the game. <laughs> That's how deep it was. Now you come down and you can take you you can take you know you can miss the first four and come back down and shoot another one and then the coach is gonna be like you missed the coach gonna be like you know what keep jacking them yeah keep them up no problem. Yeah. Shouts no out to Dan Tony. But see, the, the coaches in the seventies when they first got there, you know, they, you know, they demanded that the players, um, during that during that time, they, you know, they, they probably used it for like, you know, to rally if you down, if you getting killed, you know, like okay, let me put up some threes to try and catch up, you know, you know, if it's a big huge deficit, you know, they was using like at the end of, at the end of the games more or less, mm, you know, just to come back, not to get ahead. Yeah, yeah, just to come back, you know, they weren't really. You know, uh, trying to put no real pressure on defenses for them to come out and you know come out here and check me because we knocking them down so much. It was just like we getting our behinds kicked, so you know we're gonna have to shoot these streaks. But they had nobody that was, you know, because they weren't shooting those people weren't really practicing them deep shots like that. Shot was considered a deep shot. I remember that. Mm-hmm. That's a deep shot. You know, so a lot of them, you know, they they just it, it just wasn't part of the it wasn't part of they strategic element for them. They were like, eh, you know, we're going to just go. And they, they looked at it like, you know, why shoot a 30-footer, you know, back then, was, you know, it was just it was just when it was twos, they were like, you know, shoot a 30-footer, 
and I can get a layup. It's a dunk is both two points. It's still two points. Mm-hmm. Why would you? What's crazy was that when they was going to implement that, when they were talking about, you know, they were flirting with implementing that three, you know, coaches like uh, Red Auerbach was like, okay, well, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to go ahead and you want to glorify them shooting threes and you want to reward people for making a long shot by giving them three points, then if somebody steals the ball at half court and they go for a layup, hell, it should be one point. Mm, that would have been an interesting take. Wow. You know, you know, so how how you think basketball would look then? You know, and they were like, you know, they kind of made them think like, you know what? I don't know. You got a you got a point there. You know, he's, I never heard that before. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. What if what if that was basketball right now? Huh? I said, what if that was basketball right now? Right. That'd be wild. You know, he's one of the. You know, he's a he's a. You know, Jimmy Championship. He won. You know, they Boston, of course, one of the. You know, one of one of the staple points of uh, you know teams there, like the Lakers and the Knicks and all them. So mm-hmm. he was so very instrumental in a lot of the things, the rules and and stuff like that. You know, they would you know as owners, obviously, they were you know bounce this off you. Let me see what you think about this. But when he talked about that, at one point they was like, wow, you know, uh, this this is you know something to think about. You know, a lot of the guards, you know, back then, you know, they they grew up. You know, every shot, you know, that was coming for two points, you you basically got to get that ball down in the post, you know. I mean, it sounds easier because it's the closest to the basket. Why am I going to shoot far from the basket when it's easier for the layup's the easiest shot? Right, right. You know, they you know they want to make sure that, you know, you know, the ball gets down in the post and, you know, the game was real. It was more, it was more kind of methodical, you know, 70s and, and stuff, you know, the physicality obviously was was there. Um, people were scoring a lot of points and stuff like that. Um, even though, like I said, when they were, but they were still shooting, they were still shooting twos. But so that means you had to get up, you had to be conditioned because you got to get up a bunch of buckets if you're trying to score 60, 50 points. Yeah, that's all twos. You got to get up, you know, a, a whole bunch of baskets. And I mean, back then, you know, you got somebody like Will, you know, that dude was averaging like eight, nine assists too. Because you know he he you know they were they were key on you you getting the ball down in the post and you know he's seven one seven two he's towering over everybody he palming the ball he was throwing it behind his neck behind his back so a lot of those big men back then you know and another thing is you you don't see a big man bringing the ball up court if you did that means that some you know one of the guards were being checked and he had to bring the cause half court once two steps over that half court you better get that ball into a guard. <laughs> so it was another thing, like you know, you see all these these big tall players and stuff that you know, and it's, and it's just goes to show on how how basketball changed. These young guys, tall, six ten, six eight, six nine. Magic Johnson when he was said he was gonna be a point guard, and people like they they couldn't believe it. It was like seeing it was like a freak of nature, you know. It was a freak of nature him coming in at six nine, and you got guys six one, six two trying to check this dude. Man, it wasn't happening. It was not happening. He bringing the ball up. He's throwing the fast break. You know, it, it it just it changed everything. And then I think even then in the eighties, they weren't really relying on the threes a lot. I had a guy that was um, that I played with and played against. Who was from Hartford. His name was Mike Adams. He played for Denver. Played for the Denver Nuggets for for a lot of years. Young youngsters, go ahead and Google him. Five <laughs> and out of Hartford, went to Boston College. This dude was putting up three. He was one of the few that was shooting threes when it when it when nobody was shooting. And he was like he was he was shooting long range back in the day. 
Oh, so he was ahead of the curve. Huh? He was ahead of the curve. He was ahead of the curve. You know, he was ahead of the curve. People, had to, you know, they were like, damn, this dude right here, he's shooting threes like crazy. You know, and um, so I think that was kind of the way it started changing a little bit. You know, and this was like mid eighties and, and, and stuff. So, you know, it, it started kind of started kind of changing then. But to me, even more so, out of all of that, those referees back then, in the beginning of the season, you know, you can get away with the ticky tack calls and I mean, little I mean, ticky tack fouls and you know, I mean, you couldn't get away with it. It was like you know they were on it. You touch somebody, whistle. You know, but you can bet. By the time the All Star game came around, they started loosening it up. You know, you can, you know, as far as that you couldn't get away with back then, you can get away with now suddenly, you know. And then um, by the time the end of the season, if you were fortunate enough to, to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, the referee swallowed the whistle and you went down there and you was going to get a hard fall, hard fall. You know, a lot of people don't understand. Like, they was talking about the Jordan rules that Detroit had implemented. You know, which was, you know, if you shoot a three and you make it the first half, oh, we coming out there, we putting up, we we gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna put some, we gonna put a body on you. So you come into the hole. Now, when you come to that hole, there's no free layups. Mm-hmm. Detroit with, with with Rick Mahorn and and them cats, them dudes was not playing. You come down that middle, and the referees wasn't calling it. It wasn't. It wasn't called. I mean, you had to really, really get hit hard for them to call it. So now, what happens is, is that these you can't. I remember Charles Barkley talking. They was they were talking, and I think this was the first year Golden State won it. And he and he thought just like I thought. He was like, you know what, Golden State ain't gonna win it because he was thinking that you know how 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 it always been. I think that was one of the changes that first year that they won the championship because. People thought that three people who shot threes couldn't win championships because of the simple fact that you was going to be getting leaned on so hard coming through the middle and all that. Your arms are too tired. Them chops ain't going to be falling. Mm-hmm. I mean, up until that point, a jump shot shooting team hasn't won. Right. But these referees is calling the game soft now, you know. Back in the day, when you coming up with your guard, you get picked up at three-quarters of the court, and they can hand check you. So the defender can put his hand on you, and basically kind of guide you anywhere he wanted to go. So if you wanted to start your play, once you got across half court and you calling your play out, by that time, you might be way over in the corner. So if you got a strong defender because he can put his hand on you, you can't even finally, you know. You, you, <laughs> Move, like, yeah. Five life. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why everybody was dribbling like Bob Cousy. That's why everybody was dribbling like Bob Cousy because they had their back toward coming up. You had to look sideways and come up a little bit more and, you know, and 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 so they went from that to where you can put your elbow on your on your on your on your body on your body. You know, they can kind of check you that way. From that to take my hand off you. So when they implemented that, the referee started taking the okay. When they changed the rules, said that you can't you can't touch the person no more. Now I can face you. Now you start seeing all these these crazy dribbling, these these people with the crazy handles and everything. Because now I got to be able to just be able to just get past you. Ah. I ain't got to worry about you, you know, you kind of dictating where I go. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think that, you know, when they, with, with, along with the rules and the referees, the way that they officiate the game has changed it, you know. And I think now, at first I didn't think it was for the good, you know. I was like, ah, you know. But, you know, I'm telling you, I can remember. I know I'm going all over the place. 
Oh, no, you're good. No, we're good. We, it's all basketball. Cool. One place. It's one oh, place. I can remember, you know, when everybody was, you know, Mike, you know, I'm same age as Mike, you know, same age and all that. You know, Mike is outstanding. Obviously, the best player ever, I think, too. But Dr. J, when we was coming up, it was like nobody was nobody was trying to be like Mike. You was trying to operate like Dr. J. That's what they was trying to do. And what was his game like for those who didn't really get to see too much tape on him? Man, the doc, man, when they came in from the ABA, see, that was another thing. The NBA, you know, they were kind of a boring, you know, everybody was watching the ABA because they had the red, white, and blue ball. You know, they had, they had the three-point line before the NBA did, you know, um, and then they had that dunk contest that they had. And that first year that they had it, I think it was, uh, I think that dunk contest was probably like in uh, 76 or something like that. Anyway, I remember it distinctly because my man, uh, Dr. Duncan Stein, Darnell Hillman won, uh, uh, Darnell Hillman, yeah. So Darnell Hillman, um, Darnell Griffin. Yeah, so he won it. And it was like, you know, the, the, they said the ratings was like incredible. So that next year, the NBA, they said, look, we're going we gonna to have to have this dunk contest. You know, we're going to do And that's when that, that first year, I think, when, you know, Doc, because he was playing with the Nets and he jumped from the foul line and yeah, all that. And after that, it, it, it was history. But it made the game more exciting. You know, now, you know, you have people like Oscar Robinson who's like, man, why am I going to dunk? Because it's still two points. And he, you know, that's the kind of attitude that they, that they had, you know. But when you high flying and they gliding and it's poets, it looks like poetry in motion. And you know they dunking, they gliding, ding dunk on all that. That was like, you know what? This has changed the whole game. We should have had Duncan. We should have allowed Duncan back in the day years ago. So, yeah, but you know, you mad at somebody? You break. You know, Daryl Dawkins breaking the rims and you know, I mean, it, it kills me. And just today, you know, you look at the L.A. game. The the L.A. Played uh, Houston. Houston, mm-hmm. and when they had a fight, man, that little fight right there. Are you kidding me, man? Mm-hmm. A little like, scrap, hey, tiny little scrap. Pick it up, all right. Um, back then, what would happen is, you know, your your coach would, you know, uh, take you out the game. You know, you take you out the game for a couple plays. Both mm-hmm. players taking out the game. Cool out. <laughs> yeah, and then next whistle, you was back in. That's nuts. That is, that's unfathomable. <laughs> man, look, look, Kareem. I seen Kareem. Elbow, get elbow on one end of the court, and he was on offense. Do Kent Benson, look it up. Boom, elbow, and he got the wind knocked out of him. Come up, up court. As soon as Kent Benson got the ball, he just punched him. He didn't even try to like make a like a you know <laughs> quick <play>. <laughs> <laughs> Almost knocked the dude out, and um, he got attacked. That's it. Still in the game. No problems. No problem. Yeah, no problems. So, you know, with the with the with with that, you know, uh a lot a lot has changed, you know, because you know, a lot of the players, you know, they feel more comfortable. It's, now it's uh, you know, it's so spectator oriented that you gotta have, you know, those kind of rules. You know, somebody can get killed, somebody can get hurt real bad. Yeah, and plus these guys are worth a lot more money. It's like an investment. Yeah, they're worth you can't, you, you can't punch your investment now. Yeah, you don't, you know, you don't want to do that. Um, I, a lot of the things that um, I, I see the game, and I'm like, you know what? Now it's going to be players that's going to be able to play in the league, like 
back in the day, we you know we didn't have no, uh, we didn't have access to we to a gym where we can go to all the time. You know, people who were rich or had you know came up you know maybe middle class or whatever who had their own like basketball hoop outside and stuff where you can be putting up you know thousands and thousands of shots. And back then when we was coming, it didn't matter because you can shoot that, but it didn't matter how good you were shooting because guess what? You ain't going to – you're going to make one or two of those, and that's it. We up on you. You can't put the ball on the ground and go to the hole and do something and get to the hole and, and, and dish the ball to somebody. I don't care how good you shoot, it ain't going to matter. Now, mm-hmm. you encourage your kid to get out there and put up them thousand jump shots and foul shots and, and all that, and he can have a chance of going to the pro. Yeah, you're a specialist. It don't even matter. You know – Smaller players back in the day, what they had to do was was that everybody was trying to you know throw everybody was throwing the ball down in the post. Or if you were uh, uh, short, I was short coming up, so everybody you know you want to get posted up or whatever. But you can bet on the other end, you better make them pay by you being faster than them, quicker, go to the hole, you know, get by them, you know, get a good assist, you know, something like that. Now the chances of you being able to go to the pros, and I like it. I mean, you don't have to be no bruiser. You know, you, you you know, you get some jump shots up and if you six six eight, six, nine, six, ten, and you working on handles and you can shoot, man, the sky's the limit now. Sky's the limit. Before, no way. Couldn't, it was it was it's just a whole different it was a it was a whole different ball game. You see people six seven and, and everything now. That's you you just a regular that's regular size. Yeah, you're a three you know, guard. It's, it's regular size, you know. They're breeding them bigger. They, you know, again, I think you know a lot. It's, it's sped the game up by you know getting taking away the hand check and everything. You facing that basket, and you know, of course, um, you know, with even even the twenty four second line, you know that. I mean, I mean the twenty four second clock. That twenty four second clock, you know, you got to put that ball up. That's that's a short period of time to have to get that ball up. You know, I remember before they didn't have the twenty-four second clock. You know, scores were real low. You get a, you get up on the team, and and you know that you you know you're not really supposed to be able to beat this team. You can hold the ball for the whole game. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Score six to I remember, four. I remember Princeton played Georgetown, and they were up. It was like thirteen to twelve. They were like, you know what? We we ain't shooting the ball no more, no more. You know, and then it gets to the point where, you know, they you know but who's gonna watch that, you know, if you're doing for ratings, nobody's gonna watch yeah, that. Yeah, they're like, you know what, we're gonna have to change the game, you know, we're gonna have to change that. You know, change is good. At first, you know, I'm a diehard old school cat. You know, I like it rough, rugged and raw. So, you know, I wanna I wanna see somebody go to the hole and you know, like Isaiah Thomas, remember he went to the hole and got forty stitches, he got elbowed by Carl Malone and, you know, he got stitched up his back, came back out and played some more. No flagrant. It was just a hard, good hard foul, Carl. You done exactly what you're supposed to do. Put his behind. Put that butt on the floor. And you know, so I, I come from that. You know, and and, and so you know, you, you kind of want to see that sometimes. But you know, it's just it's just not to be. You know, it's just you know, you look at even, um, you know, basketball was kind of like hockey in some ways. If you were really really good, and you might you might you know you might not be the most uh, uh, you know you might not be a player where somebody gonna be afraid of you. But you getting thirty on it and stuff like that. So you had a bruiser on your team, you know that you know. Oh, knock somebody around yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. You mess with him if you want to. You gonna have to see me. You know, I got six fouls. I can come in, throw you on the ground, whatever I got to do. You know, you you put you put a bet hard foul on our star. It's gonna be a problem. 
you know, not not we don't have to worry about none of those things now. You know, I think we were talking about before we were talking about how uh, they show some old footage of the ABA and uh, 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 Earl of Pearls was playing. Well, I forget who he was playing with, but you know, it was you know they showed the old footage of you know cats is in there smoking cigarettes, man. <laughs> cigarettes, and, and, you know, after the game and people got guns. He like, you know, I'm the only one on the team ain't got a gun. You know, I mean, you kidding me? It's, it's crazy. So it's 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 really hilarious, you know, as to how how far. You know, it's come, you know, but I, I you know, I beloved, I love the game. So, you know, I'm real interested in them to see what, how far it's going to go and where it's going to, where it's going to end up. I, I'm telling you, mark this down. This might sound stupid, but I'm going to tell you. I think eventually it's going to be a four point line. It's going to be a four, I, I, <sighs> it's gonna be a four point line because you got people shooting them threes. I mean, you taking two steps past half court and you letting it go. And it's and it's and that and, and people are hitting that. So, who to say that you know behind the half court, one step behind the half court, you know, is a four point play? I, I nobody would have thought there would have been a threes back in the day. And, I feel and, you, but I mean, you know, sometimes I feel like enough is enough, man. Enough like, is enough, right? It like, what, are, like, what are we doing? Is it going to be a six point play as soon as you inbound? If you just throw it up and hit it, what is? I mean, come on, right. man. Like, give somebody a chance. You know, that usually. When there's only a few seconds on the clock, you know, somebody's at the line, say it might be, you know, uh, 0.3 seconds or whatever it is, uh, and you're at the line and, and you're, you're, up, uh, you're up three, and uh, you got one foul shot left, one, you know, one, one shot of time left, and, you know, you want to make it so that, you know, you're up four. You're like, ah, you know, we, you know, we got a four-point lead. That's what, you know, is going to come into play when they got that, you know. Four-point shot, the yep. Point, the point three seconds and all that, and it's four, because usually that, that four-point, Cushion is usually that's it through the game automatically. Yeah. That's gonna change it up a little bit. Be like, you know what? We're already past half court. You put it up. I tell you what, you put it up, you make it, we can get four points. <laughs> that's gonna change coaching. That's gonna change yeah. everything. I mean I, Ice Cube already did it in the uh big three, so right. I mean you don't sound that crazy. Right. Big three is like the ABA, but but instead of just a half court with three players and and, you know, old school, you know, plays that were retired. But, you know, that's how you start off. You start flirting with it. You see how people like it, you know. And, you know, if they can make sense of it, then, you know, they'll do it. You know, pretty soon people will be coming down and just shooting, get, don't even get past that court. And they, they, they jump it that, that night. It's that money. 40, what's that, like? That's got to be like 35. 50-footer. <laughs> So it's, it's, I mean, I guess I, I mean, even me, I'm not even that old, but I just I can still remember Reggie Miller shooting and um, Reggie Miller and Ray Allen and stuff like that. And I'm thinking in my head, oh, we're in, especially Ray Allen. That's more so closer to my era. And I was like, there's never going to be nobody shooting like this. Like, I like Reggie Miller, but I'm like Ray Allen broke your record. Like, yep. your shot so beautiful. Like, there's nobody going to shoot like this. And here comes Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah, you know, about to smash that record. Not even, yeah. not even comes, sweating doing Curry it. Curry with a with a with a basketball hoop in his garage. Mm-hmm. Grew up. Del Curry was your dad. Instead of coming in for dinner, he he's he's still out there putting up. He's he's making them swish. He don't even want the the ball to even touch the to touch the rim. The last ten shots got to be all swishing. You know that kind of practice. That you know you 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 that. You know, in tune, you that like, uh, you know, anal about you making these shots. 
You know, so there's always going to be somebody. And like I said, I thought when Dr. J, nobody, man, I cried when Dr. J retired. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, ain't going to get, I mean, we didn't even want to watch basketball no more. I mean, but then, guess what? Mike, like a magic, and Bird, you know, they change all that, make it interesting again, you know. And uh, so there's always going to be somebody that's going to come in that's going to be, you know, take it to that that next level. Take the take the torch or move that needle just a little bit more, you know, in the direction of 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 good, you know, because you know this. Again, I think what Golden State how they won it these last few years because it's you know things that people that haven't seen. You know, they got an incredible team first of all, but they surround themselves by a whole bunch of shooters, you know, and a coach that understands. Um, first, yeah, you know, Mark a coach Jackson, that was a shooter. <laughs> first, well. First, Mark Jackson had, and I give I give Kurt all the respect in the world, obviously. But you know, when you have Mark Jackson who had that team beforehand, and he was like, "Look, we got a team where we just want to run. Don't even worry about it. Don't worry about it. You keep putting up those threes. If you're making them, you know, I know you can make them. I see you make them. Go ahead, man. Because he was the one that implemented that kind of style. And then you know, Steve Kerr just shook it and, just, and ran just, with oh, it. Oh, here with the keys right here. You yeah. Bro, all you gotta do is just sit right here in the seat and let it go. And and he did, you know, and you know, and he and and that style of play, you know, I remember Nolan Richardson in Arkansas, you know, they had the, you know, the forty minutes of hell, you know, they was, you know, you know, there's a lot of coaches like um um uh uh, uh, uh my man uh Tarkanian when he was at Vegas, you know, those dudes, they were like, you know, people were like, oh, they don't you know, there's method behind their madness. Them dudes want you to put the ball up. They want you to run again, they're getting um they're getting athletes. They're getting people that can run up and down the court. And if you get tired, we got somebody else that can take your place. And so they run. And so now all that's come to fruition again. You know, you got you got you got these teams that you say, man, what? Just keep putting the ball. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that's a crazy philosophy. Keep putting it up. He mad at you because you took because you ain't putting it because you ain't shooting. You get what? Come on. That's a player's coach right there. I mean, you know, players coach. you but shoot. I, I got people again, you know, because of these people, you know, everybody's going to be good shooters. And you got a lot of these people that's going to be good shooters. And they take, you know, um, they, they took a page out of the Golden State's book and they're going to have people that's going to be able to contend. That's going to be able to, you know, hey, I can shoot, too. So we're just going to have a shootout, you know, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. You, you know, they got their, they got their three in. And I think. You know, maybe this year they might get again, but you know, they're gonna people already re, already having people setting up teams where players can shoot. You don't need one shooter. You need to, you need, you gotta have shooters. You gotta have shooters plural on your team in order for you to to make any kind of noise right now. You know, it's, that's just the way it is. You know, and going back again to if we had to go and comparing the two. You know, you back in the day in the sixties, seventies, and eighties, and nineties, and early 2000s, maybe I'll say that up until the 90s. You get that ball down into your big man and make sure that you get an automatic two. And hopefully he can shoot rebounds because they're going to hack him. You know, the hacker shack. You think about people like the hacker hack shack. He changed the whole game. They hacking shacking people that can't they, – they're looking at the, the – the, in, the, in the beginning of the game, they're looking – they already know who can't – you know, who's who's – Five shots are at sixty uh, percent, or you know, under seventy percent. We're going. We're going to just go ahead. We're going to follow them, and you can't make it from the line. That's your problem. That's your fault. 
You grown man, you're you're pro, you should be able to make these shots. Yeah. So sorry for you. Yeah. That first, I'd be like, oh, what coach is going to, you know, do? But you know what? Hey. Make them pay. Make them pay. Make them pay. You know, make the foul shots. You want, you, you hate Hacker, Shaq, and Hacker, whatever. You know, make your shots. Make your foul shots, and then we won't have this problem. And Couldn't do that with Yao Ming. Exactly. Couldn't do that with him. He was knocking those foul shots down. Yeah, you could not do it to him. You could not do it to him. And, again, a lot of those old, you know, Kareem and all them, they all, you know, they they, they shoot 80% from the line. You know, dudes can shoot. Them big dudes can shoot. And, and, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things. You know, basketball is, I think, right now is, is, in, a, is in a great place. You know, they got a great commissioner. Um, you know, they, you know, it's a worldwide game now. You know, yeah, man, it's looking like we're gonna expand. They already got a Canadian team. It's looking like they're gonna try to expand to another. Maybe, who knows? Maybe a team in Mexico. Maybe a team in China. I mean, I don't. Maybe not a team in China, but that's a lot of traveling. That's some crazy traveling. Yeah, it's a lot of traveling. That's the only reason why they would. They would love to do it because they, you know, the Chinese are a billion uh, Chinese. And you know, there's a large population of them over there that loves basketball. They would say, yeah, even more so than golf over there now. Basketball is that's incredible. I believe that. Yeah, golf is huge over there. They're talking about basketball is like surpassed that. Yao Ming was a big reason for that. Yeah, Yao Ming. Yao Ming was a big reason for that. Yeah, and and, you know, a lot of these players that you know are Jeremy Lin. Well, E.G. Lin, he came, he was okay, but Jeremy Lin, that Lin sanity, that brought it back. Yeah. And then he was playing in New York where, you know, Chinatown in New York. Where you close your eyes and somebody drop you off in Chinatown, New York, you swear you in China. You think so, you know, I'm telling you. So he was right where he's, you know, he's Americanized and everything. But, you know, this Chinese, Chinese, China's, you know, one of those places where they wish that they can have a, a team. But it wouldn't be smart, obviously, because, you know, that jet lag would kill you. Like, Yeah, you just couldn't do that travel. China, you ain't going to win a game. You're like, you know, yeah. You know, you give you four or five days off without a, without a game. I don't know how they would do that. Yeah, they would have to. That would that wouldn't even be. London, feasible. even London's across the pond. You know, London, uh, places like that. But you know, a lot of those players, they, they you know, they they want to come over to America. They want to come over here and show what they got because you know a lot of players, you know, who who didn't make the NBA, you know, they go overseas. They go to Russia. They go to China. They go to London. They go to uh, Syria. They go to you know Bosnia. They go to you know. Um, Spain. And they're playing good ball, you know. I got a lot of friends, you know, my boy uh, Daryl Parker, Al Fredericks. I know a lot of people, Tony Hansen, my friends, a lot of these guys went over there and they made Corny Thompson. They made a lot of money over there with people over here. You know, they know about the basketball enthusiasts know about them. But they went over there and made a career out of playing basketball overseas and learned to speak another language. You know, a lot of them end up saying, look at the, the Kobe. He speaks fluent Italian. Because his father was over there in Italy playing pro ball. So, you know, but, you know, it's one thing is about playing over there. Nothing like playing over here in the United States. Well, I'm telling you that right now. It's, uh, you know, it's, this is it. This is, this is, this is the place that you want to be. And with, like, again, with the money that they making. What, so, so let's, let's get into that with the money. How do you, like you said, it was, it was so big of a difference. People was, in the off season, not even able to work on their game as much as they probably wanted to because they had to go get another job, support their family or whatever like that. Yeah. So with this, with this, with this increase of money, this is just me. I don't know. 
throwing stuff out there. But in my head, I'm thinking maybe not everybody, but some of the some of the less elite players that get a huge check, like those years where they were throwing money around, where uh, Timothy Mozgov got like seventy million or something like that. I I don't know if that's the best thing for basketball for everybody. Like, I mean, I want people to get paid. Yes, be able to change your generation. I mean, your family family name and all of that, but. Everybody get paid like this? I feel like there should be some sort of um, exclusiveness to that much money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. And you know what? And a lot of the old players, they're so glad. I'm sure there's some haters out there, but they're so glad that these players are getting this money because here's the thing. These owners are making buku cash. They're making so much money. Even if you got a team that ain't even like making the playoffs. You know, you're still generating a lot of money. You're still generating a lot. There's no teams that's losing money. You know, if there was, don't you see a whole bunch of basketball teams up for sale? <laughs> you know, ain't no teams up for sale. Nah, no NBA teams up for sale. Money. So now it's just with the, you know collective bargaining and, and you know um, with the, the unions and everything. They're so thorough. NBA Basketball Association, the Players Association, is so thorough. And they do some good negotiating. And these players are just getting what they got coming to them. You know, unfortunately, the other players back in the 80s and 70s and all that weren't getting what they, you know, had coming to them. But they were still making money. Mm -hmm. They were still making money. You know, they had some lawsuits that they had, you know, um, in regards to even their insurance and their, their, uh, uh, you know, once they're their retirement and all that kind of stuff, you know. So they try to take care of them on the back end. But as far as they're making money right now, they deserve getting every dime. I remember, uh, I remember when, uh, uh, not to be name dropping, nothing like that. I remember when we picked up uh, my nephew, well, Wes- Wesley Matthews Jr., and me and his father, we picked him up. He they was playing here in Atlanta, and he had uh, obviously, you know, at Marquette, he didn't get drafted and stuff, and he tore him up in the summer league, and and so they, uh, you know, Utah ended up um, picking him up, and. It was a unique situation because he didn't come under that rookie minimum because of how he didn't got get drafted. Yeah, he didn't get drafted. Yeah, he was able to get. But his first year, now he had worked at. I think he said he's working at the grocery store somewhere in Madison, Wisconsin. You know, probably getting nine dollars an hour or something like that, and that's the only job he really had. Uh, and then he got the he got the rookie minimum at that point. Um, his first year at Utah, which was eight hundred and eighty thousand or something like that, and he was, which is crazy. He was like, "Yo." Uh, he said, okay, he kept on listening to his, you know, how you can uh, play your, you, you call it, you call, <laughs> bank, you call your bank, and he said, your balance is, and, you know, he, he's like, look, listen, your balance is 327000 We was like, oh, it was like, dang, he was like, oh, my check, you know, it's five, $600, I go and I'm cashing, you know, a $80,000 check, you know, like every month or, or, or whatever, or however he was getting paid. And so now, you know, he's making 70, signed a $70 million contract. You know, this dude, you know, it, I mean, the money that he's making, you know, and, 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 to, and, and to know somebody firsthand and, and, and know that, you know, nobody wasn't rich coming up or anything like that, or middle class, or whatever. But how life altering it is to be making that kind of luchi is incredible. I mean, you know, you can see how somebody can just go, you know, go crazy and hear how people be going broke and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, I, again, uh, to answer your question, I really, 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 you know, 
think that it's great for them to be able to get this money that they deserve. They are, they're the ones that's out there. They're the ones that's making it, you know, making it happen for the team. You know, they're representing their team and their city and state. And, you know, they deserve to make a lot of money. Heck, my, if my owner's making billions and billions of dollars, then guess what? I need to be making something. That's why I think pretty soon in college, they're going to have to start paying these, um, you know, these, these college students, these amateurs, uh, and, and be able to give them some kind of money. Because if you're the, the Dukes and the Kentuckys of the world where you're winning all these championships, you know, you're generating millions and millions and millions of dollars. You got you know, uh, big contracts, what sneakers did with Nike and Adidas and all that. And this is all, mm-hmm. all through high school. They're, they're too. Right in. And so, again, you know, I can't have my son or daughter come home and you can't give him give her an airplane ticket to come home on Thanksgiving because it's a, a, a violation of the NCAA. Come on. You know, so that's why you're not going to, you know, players ain't going to want to stay you know, two, three, four years because people got situations. Everybody's situation is different. You know, it's real dead series out there for some people who just don't know where their next meal is going to come from, but just happen to be seven feet and they can play some ball. So I got to go. I'm going to come in here to this college for one year and I'm out. You know, you know, they, there's no reason that, you know, you know, that I shouldn't be getting my fair share. I'm not asking for any more, any less. I'm getting what I'm supposed to be getting. So yeah, these players are getting this dope. More power to them. Well, I hope they get more. You know, really you don't do. you don't think it. Um, some of these players when they get paid so early, it, um, makes them work a little less because you already got paid. You get a little comfortable. Um, I think you know. Again, you can. You, you know, I think that all depends on you know your character, how you were brought up. You know, you know some people. You know, I think if I'm not mistaken, that like NBA, you know, they they have implemented a thing where they got um, you know these young, you know, especially for the younger players. They be having, you know, um, people that been there, done that, come in and talk to them, you know, they, you know, numbers that they can call, you know, if your agent, your agent should usually take care of all that. If you got a good agent, you got smart people like, like Jalen Brown, you know, our, our boy who does it himself, you know, he, he, I can maintain my own money. You know, he's, 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 uh, you know, he, he's, uh, one of those comes around once every couple of generations to have those, that kind of intelligence and, uh, wherewithal to know exactly what he's going to do with, you know, with his money and where his money makes his money work for him and all those types of things. Of course, there's, you know, there's um, situations where you got somebody who just going to go buck wow when they get their check. It's all, oh, I'm hitting the strip. I can't wait for the offseason. I'm going to the strip joint. You know, I'm making it rain. I'm getting it in. But, you know, that, that, that kind of life, you know, after a while, you know, if you don't, you don't realize that, you know, you're going in the wrong direction, it, it can be detrimental to you, to you, to your health, to your life, to everything, and your family. So, yeah, I, I, I do think there's, you know, those exceptions to the rules where, you know, you should have some of these. You got to rein them in a little bit, you know, but that still that shouldn't take away from the money that they that they, you know, that they they, they earn and that they they should get in my eyes. I think they should have it coming. You know, I'm pro player anyway. You know, I'm like, oh. of course. But yeah, I'm not. I'm on, I'm on for the players, bro. I don't, I don't, you know, I root for the bad guy in the, at the end of the movie. I want them to somehow, you know, come out, come out the winner. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's something, it's something. It's really interesting. I had no clue as to who's going to win it this year. Um, looking at some of these early games and stuff, you can't you can't tell. I know it's way too early, but man. 
man, oh man. The people were talking about that Anthony Davis. Oh my goodness, that dude, man. Yeah, I mean, he has everything. That's another way. You know, nobody has that kind of talent back in the day. I mean, is he 6'10, 6'11? 6'11, something like that. Hey, him, even like KD, even like um, um, the, the, the Greek freak and all. I mean, th- you're seeing this kind of stuff right here. It's, it's, it's mind blowing. It, it really is to, to, to think of, you know, people with that kind of, uh, you know, height and, and, and skilled is, guard play, man. You skilled. can do guard things. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's just incredible. It really is. So I don't have a clue. I'm looking forward to it though. I so am. I, I don't, I don't know. Philly, I was Philly against Boston. That was kind of a funny game. I got some reserves about Ben Simmons, man. He's a really, really good player. A really, really good player, but Boston showed him again exactly what happened in the playoffs when they went against him. If you're not yeah. shooting that ball, man, if you're gonna be a guard, you gotta do guard things. You gotta shoot the ball because if you, you yeah. once they once I think the first half he was going nuts, and I don't I don't think he scored that much in the second half. I think Brad Stevens sagged off of him, and as soon as they would drive a little bit, they would collapse. So um, right. I remember the first thing they said out of halftime, they asked Brad Stevens, "Yeah." Ben Simmons almost has a triple double. How are you trying to contain him? First thing Brad Stevens says is, "Yeah, I'm not worried about that. Mm. Is we're just worried about when he drives, we got to collapse on him. Hopefully, make him kick it out and make somebody yeah. else shoot or make him shoot the shot." Yeah, and then it's fine. And, and then depending on where you are in the game, you know, you want him to do different things. You know, at the beginning of the game, that you know, he called talk to him like you said at halftime. Is like, "Me, what are you worried about?" Because he knows in the fourth quarter that it's it's going to be a close game. And we got people that can shoot threes that ain't scared to shoot these threes again. It comes back to these threes again. Because if you're going to exchange a two for a three, I'm going to win the game every time. Yeah. So you're going to go to the whole gun, take that little two. You know, we ain't going to follow you. You make that two. We got people that's coming out that's shooting these threes. And we're relying on our people to hit them. You know, again, like back in the day, you know, what we were talking about earlier where they used it as a, as a tool where – you know, you down thirty, so let's try to you know, let's try to get back in it. No, we we use this thing, this tool. This is what we do. So we we try to we, we try to go up thirty. We know you're not a good shooter. Mm-hmm. So we you know we gonna make you keep you at a little mid game, get a little your know, mid range, or make you shoot a three. And he not even so shooting mid range. Shoot a three, take the ball out your hand, and make you not get a great pass to Embiid or 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 somebody else. Then we we doing we you know they 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 looking three and four steps. You know, ahead of of uh, you know these other uh, teams and stuff like that. When you got players like that on your team, like Boston, mm-hmm. you can you can do that. You seen around the corner, everybody else is seeing straight. Yeah. No, so you already know what's going on. You are, you already know. And, and like he said, he meant that. He's like, we ain't worried about that. Yeah, it's he meant just that. Like we playing, it's going just like we playing. Easy does it. We can do this. Is we got we got it on cruise control right now. We gonna stay close, and we stay close. We feel like we gonna win it. Yeah, because he's going to knock down cats. Yeah, man. I think sometimes he's too much of a point guard because I see at the end of games, you know, he'll take it to the hole. And then because he can't shoot, he's got to pass it up to somebody else, you know, to hit that shot. And I feel like if you're going to be the man, you got to, you got to, unless you got somebody who's even more of the man on your squad, you got to shoot. Yeah. I I remember even Steve. But I think that, you know, you know, that point guard mentality, when you, when you pass first type of player, then that's what you do. I mean, but even Steve Nash, he was when it came down to the end of the game and you needed a, a bucket, he would come come down court, not even look to pass, pull up a three in transition. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he knew when you had – I had to score. I'm the man on the team. I've got to score right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so he's got – that's our check. He's the Hall of Famer too. So you know they make. Yeah, you're right. That's a Hall of Famer. You know they 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 there for a reason. You know they, you know they in Springfield for a reason. You know even though he didn't win the championship, you know yeah. uh, he still was one of the players that can do that again. You know there's there's people like Simmons, Ben Simmons out there that that can. I take him any day of the week though. Definitely. Oh, definitely, definitely. We can we can we can get you a jump shot again. It's how much you want to put into it, but you you can't give everybody that. That keen eyesight and that know where to pass the ball, know how exactly where I wanted that. And yeah. you know, he being what is he six eight six nine six nine? Oh no, he's he's like six ten. Yeah, he's Ben Simmons is six ten. Six ten. You know, even when he was at LSU. I mean, you, you, I mean, you could tell, you can see. I mean, he was making people better around him that were just okay, mediocre players compared to some of the NBA players. Now you playing with in the NBA where everybody can play, so you know you can't uh, get away from what you do best. Because you can't shoot. You know what? Off season, I got to keep on. I got to shoot. I got to shoot. I got to shoot. I got to shoot it. Or he might be feeling like, you know, I shoot it good enough until I get some shooters around me. So they're going to get some shooters around They got some shooters around him. And he coming down and he's, and he's penetrating. He's kicking that ball out to some shooters. And you got MB that's in the middle that's blocking shots and all that. They, they're going to be a problem. You know, he's just doing what he can. He's doing all that he can do right now. I mean, you know, he's, you know, he's human. You know, he don't have a shot. But, you know, again, he, he's, he's good enough to get, you know, get a bucket when you need it, you know, on the inside, take one to the hole. You know, he got good handles. He can, you know, give somebody else a good a good shot, put somebody else in position like the hockey assist. Yeah. That's the one person because you couldn't get it instead of just get past, past somebody else. Hopefully that they have the same page as you that's going to pass it to somebody else and, and get the basket. So, you know, there's, you know, there's pros and cons of all these great players, you know, with the exception of, you know, people like KD that can do it all. Do everything you want. Shoot, pass, dribble. You know, just some people just gifted. They got all that. But like I said, you know, all that's coming. You can see how it's evening up the score. The score, the playing field is evening up, you know. and, and It did real quick. I thought maybe Golden State had like a – even before they added KD, man, I'm thinking they had five years on people before they catch up. And then when they added KD, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, nobody's ever going to catch this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the next year after they won, that was last year, last year. Yeah. They caught up. Houston caught up immediately. Yeah. Because, that again, was crazy. Houston, was already, Houston was already on the coattails because they had already, you know, uh, you know, you know, got the coach that they wanted that, that, that has that kind of, you know, let's get some points on the board. Now you ain't, and, and you know what? Last year Houston was one of the top defense as well. They were, so they were stopping people as well. You know, yeah, they had they had one of the top really three hard. defenses. That's really hard to do. They have lockdown defense and and offense. A lot of times you got lockdown defense. It turns into offense too. So, you know, that's always you know um, you know always one of the, the keys. But yeah, it's it's the gap is closing because again, you know these coaches are seeing what's winning. You know, you can't. You can't stop. You can't. You can't say, "Okay, we're gonna play this way," you know, and we're gonna be able to beat Golden State. If you ain't if you ain't playing them the way that they're playing them, if you're not doing the same things that they're doing, if you're not making threes again, I know it sounds you know kind of redundant, but if you're not, then you you. I mean, you doomed. You doomed. You because you you you're not you you don't you don't have, you know you don't have all the tools in the toolbox. You know that they have, and they're using every tool. They know exactly, you know, 
every piece, every part, and then you're going to go overkill when you're going to get Demarcus Cousins. What? I mean, it, but he was the best. Center. That's the best center in the league right now. Best center in the league, and like I said on my other show, he had a big case for MVP before he went out. Mm. He had yeah. a big case. He was averaging at one point it was thirty points. He was leading the league in blocks and rebounds. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know what you say. You got that guy. I, I, I think he's gonna come back good from this Achilles injury, and yeah. if who knows what that's gonna look like, man, that's gonna be crazy. And he's smart because he's like, you know what? I want to go to it. If they want me out, if they want me, out, I, I'm gonna go. I'm a, ain't no shame in asking. Yo, 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 yo. I think y'all want. I'm looking for a team. Y'all want? Y'all want me? Yeah, we want you. What's happening to thirty points and thirteen rebounds? Run it, you know. And he and, and people, oh, you know, he's a, uh, you know, he's this, he's that. Man, you get around players that are winning. That winning is contagious, and your attitude it it changes. You know, he probably you know you get frustrated. You're that good, and you want some players behind you know around you, and you you know you become. You know, sometime I guess you're young and you're like, you know what, you got to get some players. Or, you know, what am I doing here? He wants to win. And so, you know, hey, everybody's like, oh, you know, he's piling on by, you know, going to be with, you know, and 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 join Golden State. But, man, if they wanted me and, and I can't have a chance to go, I'm going. <laughs> I'm, I'm, only way I'm not going is if I'm LeBron. Other than that, everybody else, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> going to going to Oracle. Y'all can tell, hey, calling Katie. Hey, Katie, how long was it before people started, you know, being, you know, being okay towards you? Okay, all right, then, all right, I got a little bit water. I got a little bit. Well, right. Yeah, I'm about to say, Katie still got some time. He still got asterisks by his name. Well, he, I think he, I think he made up for, you know, he's gotten the um, MVP. Two finals, two finals MVPs. Times. They ain't winning without him. Yeah. So yeah, if you'd have been a bust, he was like a no show. During the finals, be like, oh, man, you still got a championship ring. You on the coattail, them cats. Because that's how everybody felt, including myself. I mean, my thing was, though, I knew you wasn't going to be a bust. That's why I was so mad. I was oh, like, no, man, you're so him. good. Yeah, we knew you was going to be crazy. That's why I was so mad. I was like, man, and you're going to do nothing. You're probably going to do better because you got all these other dudes now. Yeah. The focus off you is like, they're not they're worried about you, but now I got to worry about you. I got to worry about Steph. I got to worry about Clay, who's probably going to be second in three-pointers <laughs> when everything is done. Yeah. You're gonna have first and second in your backcourt and three pointers. I mean, that don't make sense. And KD yeah. might be top five. Who knows? You know what I'm saying, KD? I don't think KD's gonna be there next year, though. I really don't. I think he got his his three or his two that he got, and maybe another one this year. And I think you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go somewhere like the Knicks or something like that, and just say, okay, I done it. Let me go somewhere. Let me go get a bunch of money. A bunch of bunch of money. A bunch of money. And you know they talk about oh it's not about the money. Oh it's about the money. If it ain't about the money, then it's the problem. You 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 know, like I, I don't know who was it. Charles Robinson said you know he's, he's never had a job in his life because he's doing what he loves to do. So you know you just I just happen to get paid for it. Oh you want to get paid for it? You know you come on now. You know, you like love the game, but you love to be able to have them <laughs> put them lights on when you come home at late night. Mm-hmm. You know, and be able to go because they actually do it for free. Then we have a problem. Yeah, yeah, you ain't doing you doing it for free. Then you in the wrong, you in the wrong business. You don't even want somebody that's one that that. Well, they 
you know, you want to say the right. I'm about to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they were, oh, you want to do it for free? Yeah, yeah. come on now, buddy. <laughs> yeah, here's a two hundred million dollar contract to go along with it. I know, you, I know you're doing it for free. I know, you, I know that you, you know, you're doing it for nothing. But we're gonna give you two hundred million anyway. Okay, okay. Okay, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. I'll sign that. I appreciate that. Wait, seeing that you put it like that, then okay, I'll, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. It really does. Oh. Okay, big guy, I got one last question for you before we wrap this thing up. Okay. Age-old question. What's not age-old? This is kind of a new one now. Right. And uh, the new question is, LeBron or Jordan, best all-time? Best all-time? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in LeBron, Jordan, and I'm partial. I'm throwing in Kobe. So... This, this, Between those three, who are you picking, man? Okay, I said. If you, if you, if you, okay, let me, let me specify this question here. Who do you think? If it's if it's the same answer, you can say the same person. But who do you think is the best player out of that, out of those three? And who do you think is gonna get you a ring out of those three? Oh, um, I think I think the I think that uh, I think LeBron's gonna get you a, a ring. Any one of them is gonna get you a ring. Any one of them, obviously, you're gonna get your ring. You know that. You know that's that's already proven because all of them got multiple rings. But I, 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 as far as the, those three, I would say I, I want to put, um, I want to put LeBron and Kobe at, you know, one B and Michael Jordan one A. You know, I have to combine. I I couldn't say who's the best out of them two. I mean, you know, both both of them are great. I might might sound stupid, but. The only reason why I'm picking Jordan is because Jordan went there six times and he won it six times. But I can go, like, you know, I've been thinking about this. I can go a little bit more in depth and, like, because I can go back to, like, if if you – your basketball IQ is is highly important as far as being a great player or being considered one of the best of all time, which all three of them, you know, have – people said, you know, they, you know, probably the, the best of all time. But if I were looking at Jordan, and I look at, you know, how Jordan came up, and Jordan, you know, he came up under Dean Smith in North Carolina, you know, who's a, who's a, um, you know, a Hall of Fame coach. You know, he had Doug Collins. He had, you know, Hall of Fame coach. You know, he's had um, Phil Jackson, obviously, you know, Hall of Fame coach. And so you get a lot from them. You know, you learn a lot. You from different angles, you know, you get – you know, you, you know, a lot of those players, you know, you, you learn a lot from those kind of coaches. And then I look at then I look at um, LeBron. LeBron coming straight out of St. Vincent's out of high school. And every coach that he had, you know, Spolster, you know, was, you know, a good coach. But he had Pat Riley that he's going to and he's getting his cheat sheet from Pat Riley. Trust me. Mm-hmm. You know, of course. Which is good to have. I mean, you know, not mad at him or nothing like that. So. That's the only real coach that I think that he had, even though Pat Riley didn't coach them. Did Pat Riley come out and coach them at the end? No, he coached the Pat. No, nah, he, he didn't. So he didn't get to see it, but he was under his tutelage, you know, per se, because he was at the Miami Heat. He's the, that's the only coach that he had. This dude learned all the stuff that he knows from trial and error from him just being, you know, a great ball player. And you know, and he's a he's a sponge. Not saying Jordan's not, but I give him the edge as far as basketball IQ is concerned, which I think is important. Now, you over Kobe? Um, I, I love Kobe. I, I love I love Kobe. I think, like I said, I'm gonna put the way I'm speaking on LeBron is the same thing to go for Kobe. 
You know what I mean? I think them two, I, I just, you know. Okay, yeah, you had them two tied. Yeah, I got them two tied. You know, I, I love Kobe. You know, I love I, I love Kobe. I'm a Lakers. My first of all, I'm a big Lakers fan, obviously. But, you know, I love Kobe. I love Kobe. Now, um, he has more of a killer instinct than, than LeBron does. I think him and Jordan share that, you know, that, that type of, like, you know, no matter what, give me the ball, who out the way. I'm, I'm, you know, I got my foot on your throat. I don't care if you're down 40. If I'm in the game, I'm coming. I'm, I'm coming. I ain't, you know, I, I, don't, I don't care. I, you know, ain't no, you know, oh, you know, we're going to, you know, take our fucking gas. It's not happening. So I, I think, you know, as far as, you know, you know, depending on how, how people want to, you know, gauge it. And they say, you know, if you want to gauge it on championships, then yeah, you know, I would have to say. You know, Mike is because, like I said, you know, he he get there six times. Six times he's, you know, he got he three did he three p twice. I mean, three p twice. You know, he three p twice. That's hard to do, especially coming under that. You know, again, he came up during these Jordan rules. They came up with these things called the Jordan rules, and it was it was implemented throughout the NBA. If Jordan come down that middle, he in the ground. He in the ground. Yeah. Referees know it too. He know it. He's still coming in. He wasn't no big three-point shooter. Dude, take you to the, you know what I mean? I mean, so, you know, with all the people that was gunning for him and how hard the hard fouls and all that stuff that he had to take, you know, the, the you know, it's hard not to say he's the best. It's hard not to say that he's the best. But, you know, like I said, LeBron, you know. And it's funny because on that, on that note, you know, I give LeBron that edge. It's just. It just looks easier because he's so huge because he's getting killed down there. It just he's yeah. so strong. It don't even look. It just looks like his baby. But you know, I remember last year you really saw it in the playoffs. That was uh, Eastern Conference Finals when yeah. Marcus Morris tried to grab him yeah. for a layup. He tried his hardest to grab him and he couldn't shoot him off and just yeah, he just yeah. laid it up easy. But, but see that again, that's another reason why I'm saying that these these referees how they make a difference because. You know, uh, LeBron didn't catch that era where they was where they, you know, you know, he came in the era where it was flagrants. You know, flagrant one. Yeah, 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 flagrant one, flagrant two. Yeah. You, 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 I mean, even though he's getting hit, he's getting called. They ain't call it. They, they, they calling it most of the time. Yeah, if you get cut around the neck, he's gonna call it. Yeah. Some of that stuff, unless it was just blatant. Some of those fouls that Jordan was getting, they wasn't even calling that. You know, like I said, you he was going to the finals every year. And the referees swallow the whistle the further you go in the in the playoffs to the point where they ain't got no whistle today. Okay, you know, no whistles today. You know, y'all put your boxing gloves on because that's what it, that's what it, we get ready to get it in. So, yeah, I, I pick I, I got to pick Jordan because all those little intangibles, you know, all that, you know, you know, the 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 uh, the grit and how it was to get it, you know, how he had to go get it and stuff. Now, they playing a lot of basketball, you know, they playing year round and you know, uh, you know the uh, even Kobe did, but I, I think you know as far as in shape is concerned, and and um, again his IQ, I think I have to give the edge to uh, I have to give the edge to LeBron as the smartest player, smartest best player ever. You know, um, I got I got to give it to him. And see, my my favorite player of all time is Magic Johnson. He's my favorite player of all time, of all time. So, you know, he revolutionized the game. So, I don't think that he get enough talk as to, you know, him being one of the best players. To me, you know, um, I, I have to put him in that on that Mount, Mount, that Mount Rushmore as well. Because, again, you know, he changed, he changed basketball. You know, you're 6'9", 
ordinarily you'll you you'll point you you pile far anywhere you go. But you mm-hmm. gone. You know, you started this at Michigan State. You know, again, I'm telling you, you stand next to that dude and you a guard and you like, this dude is huge. I'm supposed to guard him? Yeah, this dude is huge. And so he changed the game because guess what? Your power forward now got to come up and have court and come check me because he's the only one that can check me. He's the same size as I am. And so I'm way faster than him. Yeah, he and he and your power forward is coming out there checking me. He's out in the deep water. He ain't used to this. He he don't he don't a clue what he's doing out here, but yeah, he out here because guess what, Magic six nine. So those are the, to me those those four players. Um, uh, um, you know, like I said, I, I got I got Magic right up there, man. I, I really do. So you got him tied with Jordan, huh? I I I got him up there again with maybe I think one A B and C with I guess, uh. Uh, you know, Kobe and uh, LeBron and and, and so so Kobe and LeBron at one C, yeah, Kobe and LeBron at one C, Magic at one B, and we got Jordan at one A, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, only because of, you know the, the amount of championships that he went, you know, all of them went to championships and lost, even um, even Magic lost in the finals before, you know, mm-hmm. you know, so you know, obviously, Kobe, you gotta put them, yeah, you gotta put them down, yeah, you got, you know, I mean, it, it's like. Oh, we had the finals. We're gonna win. Yeah, we're, automatically. Yeah, we're gonna win. We're gonna win. We, we're gonna we're gonna win. We got Jordan. We're gonna win. We're gonna win. And I've talked so, to too many people that just was that's a little bit older than me. Like you know, Brandon, he's like five years older than me, so he remember a little better. He just remember as a kid, like there's no way like, you don't ever remember feeling like okay, we're in the finals. Oh, there's no chance, Magic. I mean, Michael Jordan's gonna lose. Mm. You know what I'm saying? With LeBron, me watching him is I don't think I've ever had that feeling that mm. like. You know, I always was like, I always thought there was a chance you can lose. I think you might win, but there's a chance you can lose. I've never just had that. Oh, yeah. I know you're about to win. There's no, there's no, oh, there's no, there's no choice. You got to win. Yeah. I've never, I've never had that with LeBron. Yeah. E- even Kobe, you and, know, and that's my second favorite player. Even Kobe, I'm like, well, that, oh man, this is tough. Yeah. Well, me with Kobe, I always thought he was going to win because again, I always looked at him at like, like Jordan with that killer, like uh, no matter what, I'm, I'm winning today. You know, I'm winning today. Um, well, just because I've seen him lose, though, yeah, I'm like you could you could get beat, but I would if if anybody's him, gonna pull it out. Before I saw him lose, even when even when I saw him lose, I still gave the nod to him that that was gonna win, just because you know uh, he could put you on his back and and and, and win it. He only won once since Shaq was gone, but that probably was his biggest one. No, know? two, he won two, he got two. Oh yeah, yeah, he got two. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I say Shaq only got one since he left. Yeah. Kobe got two. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, he almost had he almost had another three peat too because he lost in 08 against Boston, and then he won 09 in 2010. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he almost had another three peat without Shaq. Mm, yeah, so you know, again, it's just you know, he had that killer instinct, you know, uh, and and Mike has it, and I think um, you know, there's a lot of other players that have it. They just didn't have no people around them, you know. Obviously. Allen Iverson had it, you know, but of course, of course, AI's him. Yeah, he was but, he beat he beat the Lakers that year. He's the only team to beat him in the playoffs that way. He did, he did, he really did. But you know, again, I, that's you know that's the first time I think I've ever said it on your show. Is like you know because people talk about it all the time. I kind of evade the question, but um, you know, it's the first time that I really thought about because for for you know a, a large for a long time, not for a long time, but for you know a couple years or so, I, I was you know. To myself, I was saying that I think LeBron is, you know, and then when I started, you know, you know, I mean, just outright, but you know, just from a basketball standpoint, I, I, I have to, I have to give it to Jordan. 
I'm gonna have to give it to Jordan. Now, if 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 LeBron comes and wins three, three more or something like that, I don't care how many he lost. How many times he went, I'm gonna go with him. From here, if he get, if he if he can get six, if he can get if he can get if he can get, I mean, if he can get five. If he can get if, five, man, if, I'm gonna. Get... Well, if he get five, get five, I'm gonna give it to him, man. If I don't know, I might have to because you know he's been there so many times. Yeah, that's from that factor to me. So that's part of the reason why I'm like, you know, doing eight straight finals. Yeah, and at first that was like I was more so thinking like, well, yeah, you went to him, but you didn't win him. But the more and more I'm thinking about, him, I'm like, well, you, you still had to get there, man. Like yeah. you had to, you, you at least gave your team a chance to to win it. You know, right. some of these other players aren't even giving the team a chance. You're not getting there, so yeah. So that you, does factor in. If you ask me that question, you know, on your podcast, you know, uh, three years from now, it'd probably be a different. It'd probably be a diff- different answer. Probably be a different answer. <laughs> probably be a different answer. It'll probably be, um, you know, LeBron. And I'm sure it's going to come to that point. At some point, to me, I think and LeBron, you know, God willing, his health is going to be fine and everything. I would never wish no bad health on anybody, obviously. But if he's good, healthy and everything, I think, you know, he might be looking at the, the best player, you know, might be looking at him. And, and you know, people say, oh, you never see another one like him again. Guess what? You'll see another one. It might be a while, but you'll see another one. It's just it's just the way it is. You know, God's still making them. You know, you know he makes them that often, <laughs> but. <laughs> he's gonna take a break and make something else. Yeah, yeah, he breaks them all, but he, there, there's, there's gonna be another one out there that's gonna be like, man, can you believe that? It's just the way it is. But I want to tell you, I'm real proud of you, man. I'm glad that you uh, had me on your your podcast on your show. You know, I always told you before that I think you can do anything. You and Maxwell both, but um, I'm really glad that you, you're doing this. I think you're doing a great job at it. I don't want to sound a little corny. I'm a little biased, everybody, because this is my son, and I'm. I'm just I'm proud of him. I want you to you know, continue your success, and uh, you know we do this all the time. So regardless of you know you have this or not, we you know we gonna continue this thing for life. You and Max, we, this is what we do. So my man, you know it. I you know I appreciate that. Thank you for the words, man. It's it's uh it was a little a little nerve wracking trying to step out there something different, but you know you guys gave me the confidence to do it. So That's that right. means that means the world to me. I appreciate you, man. Absolutely, son. Absolutely. And, uh, so we're gonna put it. We're gonna put a pin in this. Like you said, three years later, four years later, it might be different. So if yeah. I'm still podcasting, or if I'm on TV by then, right. I'll have you back on, and we'll yeah, we'll bring this question back. You got me on before then, you know. Definitely. I mean, you're definitely gonna be on before then, but I'll pop that question up. Only we'll thing wait. No politics. <laughs> no politics. I got you. Just hoops. Just hoops. That's right. All right, man. Thank My you. man. Appreciate I appreciate you, man. Love you. All right. Love you too. Right. Bye. Hey guys, hope you guys like the interview. Um, I've definitely had my dad on way more, but just to pop it off, he was gonna give him a little basketball history. So get you guys acclimated to hear my dad talk. But yeah, go ahead, share this with your friends, share it with your enemies, whatever you do, just don't try to take my down because I got next. Peace.